Blessed, most glorious God. Awesome wonder. Beautiful beyond description. The mighty man in valor. The uncreated creator. The prince of peace. Lover of our soul. Lifter of our head. We praise your holy name. Most blessed, most glorious. The ancient of days. The one that changed times and season but does not change. We bow before you this morning. We say, be thou exalted. Be thou enthroned on high in this place, O God. We come before you just as we are. That we ask, O God, that your will, not our will, be done this morning. In the name of Jesus. That we ask that you open our hearts this morning to receive all that you have for us, O God. That we will not live here the same way we came. In the name of God the Father. In the name of God the Son. In the name of God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Before you have your seat, I'd like you to take one prayer. Just one prayer. In the book of First Kings chapter 13, there is a man in that story we never got to hear his name. The Bible referred to him as the prophet from Judah. No name. He had an opportunity to be named in the Bible. But he didn't complete his assignment. He lost his focus. I'm going to pray this morning and you say, Father, say, Father. Put your name. This morning, Father, all you have in store for me, I refuse to be distracted. I refuse to look away. I refuse to look away. Daddy, let it come to me this morning. Let me receive, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let my heart be open to receive your word in the name of Jesus. Put me of every field. Put me of every distraction. Put me of every hindrance, oh God, Jehovah. That at the end of this day, Lord, my life will never remain the same. I refuse to live here the same way I came. I refuse to live here the same way I came. Thank you, Father, for answer prayers. Blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Called out the hymn. So it tells me that the Spirit of God is one. God does not lie. And I will do in the name of Jesus this month we have a team. If God, if God, does it mean we have not been coming to church or we have not been paying attention? If God, who can, who can be, hallelujah. It's a question that each and every one of us has to answer. It's not something we have to commit. If God be for you. If God be for Exusia Dunamis, if God be for Nigeria, who can be against us? That who represents a lot of things. It could be a person, it could be a city, it could be lack, it could be sickness, it could be anything. But there's an assurance that if God be for you, if God be for you, that means God is on your side. If I have God, all those things that I hear about, all those things that appear before me, will never come against me. And that will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. So if God being for me is conditional, have been at a certain level, I have to have been at a certain place for God to be for me. It is not automatic if God be for me. Now that letter to the Romans was written by Apostle Paul in the time when the church in Rome was suffering a lot of persecution. And there had to be a courage. If God be for you, if eight from verse one, it started with a comment. Technical, I need you. Romans chapter eight, verse one. It says, "Now therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Now, therefore, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but by the Spirit. So there is no condemnation, number one. Nothing will happen to you. Nobody will judge you. You have already been acquainted. But there is a condition you have to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Praise the Lord. So how do you then walk by the Spirit? What does God require of you? What does God want you to do? God wants you to blank out every discouragement. God wants you to blank out every void. God wants you to blank out every hindrance, anything that stands before you and God. God doesn't want it in existence. So in essence, what does God want you to be? God wants you to be still. And that's our topic for this morning. Be still. Tell yourself, I will be still. I will be still. I will be still. Remember our theme, if God be for me. But God wants you to do something. God wants you to be still. God does not want any other thing to take precedence over the relationship we have with him. Over that bond that we have with him. And God wants you to be still. So you now be asking yourself, what does it mean to be still? What does it mean to be still? To be still means to be a totally dependent on God. Totally submissive to God. Totally relying on God. Be still means I enjoy the presence of God even when I am in need. My need does not matter. My want does not matter. What is around me does not matter. What matters to me is the relationship I have with God. And until you come to that level, you'll be able to answer, if God be for me, then absolutely nothing can be against me. And why is that so? Because we have been justified through Christ Jesus. God has justified us through Christ. He has not only provided reason for, a reason for this justification, he also provided a means that we may be justified. What does it mean to be justified? To be justified is to be free. Imagine you're taken to court today and they lay all accusations against you. You did A, B, C, D, D, E. Ah, for A, you have to spend 14 years imprisonment. For B, it's 30 years imprisonment. For E, ah, it's lifetime. You're spending your lifetime in jail. You're not going to see your loved ones again, nothing. And the judge suddenly comes up and says, you are free. And he just says, you are free. You are acquitted of all charges. That's what God did for us through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus, he acquainted us. So we must learn to be dipped on the one who paid the price and not on the price. If you were to pay the price, you cannot pay it. But the one who was without sin paid the price. So why can't you be reliant on him? Until you get to that level of total dependency, then you can't answer the question, if God be for me, who, what can be against me? I read a story of an old woman and they were interviewing her. She was in an old people's home. We don't have much of those around here and they were interviewing her. I said, so how do you spend your day since you're here all locked up by yourself? She said, when I wake up in the morning, I pick up my hymn book and I sing to God. After I'm tired of singing, what do I do? I pick the Bible and I allow God to speak to me. And when he's done speaking to me, I just stay, stand still in his presence and I enjoy his love. How many of us have seen children? Children like one, two years when they're starting to walk. Do you know what they do when they see their mom? They don't want anything. They just crawl into your hands and they just stay on your lap. Have you seen that before? The children will just crawl. What do they want? 
They don't want anything from you. They just want closeness. That's stillness in God's presence. That's total dependence in God's presence. To be wrapped around by his arm of love. To be encompassed by his presence. Because in his presence, nothing can come in there to harm you. But you must first learn still. You must first do what? Learn to be still. Until you depend on God, you will be striving on your own. Until you're totally dependent on God, you're struggling on your own. So you must learn to be dependent on the one who made you. On the one who created you. On the one who loved you even when you were sinners. When we were yet sinners. And that which he has destined for us, he will do in the name of Jesus. Let's look at the book of Psalm 40 verse 31. What does it mean to be still? Psalm 40 verse 31. It says, those that wait upon the Lord. So waiting can also be referred to as being still. You're waiting on God. You, have this, you, have, you know that you have no strength of your own. Knowledge cannot take you anywhere. When you try to justify your action, it's called self-righteousness. But you are dependent on God, knowing that God will see you through. And the Bible tells me in Psalm 40, 31, that those that wait upon the Lord shall do what? They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as ego. They shall run and not be what? Technical Psalm 40, verse 31. So if you don't wait, your strength will fail you. If you don't be still, you cannot walk. If you are not still, you cannot run. If you are not still, you cannot focus. Praise the Lord. In Exodus chapter 14, the Egyptians are just, the Israelites are just left the land of Egypt. And they came between what you call the devil and the Red Blue Sea. The sea was in front of them. Behind was Pharaoh and his men, gaining traction on, with speed towards them. Imagine if Moses had not waited on the Lord. Imagine if Moses had not waited to listen to the Lord. They kept mumbling, why are you bringing us out here? Is it that there are no graves in Egypt? You're bringing us out here. You want us to be swallowed by the sea. You want Pharaoh and his men to kill us. You want this to happen. You want the other one to happen. And when you read verse 13, what did he say to them? He said, be still today for you will see the salvation of the Lord. Do I have somebody in the house today who is waiting? I pray today that that salvation with the Lord destined for you will be bestowed upon you this morning in the name of Jesus. And he said, wait and be still and see the salvation of what? Of the Lord. If Moses had stepped a minute too early into the Red Sea, perhaps they would have been swallowed. And that story would not be in the Bible today. Imagine if he didn't wait to listen to God and when God had spoken to him, he didn't hearken to the voice of the Lord to say, be still. The Egyptians would have killed all of them. But when you wait on the Lord, in that still small voice, in that stillness of time, he speaks to you at the nick of time and your victory shall be complete in the name of Jesus. Being still means totally trusting and depending on God. Totally trusting and depending on God. In the book of Luke chapter 8, when you go back, you can read from verse 40 to 50. It's the story of Jairus and his daughter. Jairus had come to God, to Jesus, crying. My daughter is dying. My daughter is sick. Please, Lord, come to my house so that you may heal my daughter. I have heard so much about you. Please, Father, I depend on your healing prowess. Follow me to my house. While he was talking to Jesus, the Bible said that the crowd thronged around Jesus. So there was pressure around him. People were pushing him here, dragging him there, dragging him from this way. The disciples, some of them would be directing him, Lord, follow this way, not here. Go this way, follow this way. Jairus was beckoning on him. At the same time, he turned around and said, who touched me? 
So no other person noticed somebody touched him. In the midst of all that confusion, the Lord noticed somebody had touched him. And that was also a pause in his journey to Jairus' house. So he stopped and he ministered to the woman with the issue of blood. And while he was still ministering with the woman, to the woman with the issue of blood, a messenger came and said to Jairus, to the Lord's hearing, don't bother again, your daughter has died. In the midst of all of this, Jesus was still. Praise the Lord. Because he has learned to be dependent on the Father. He was still. And when he eventually got to the house of Jairus, the daughter who was sick was raised from the dead. Praise the Lord. I don't know the situation where you find yourself today. Remember our team, if God be for us, you must learn to wait. You must learn to be still. So that that which is dead will come back to life in the name of Jesus. If you read the book of John chapter 11, the same thing. A friend of Jesus, Lazarus, had passed. He, Jesus didn't go the same day he died. The Bible says that he even waited at a place. And Lazarus' sister came to Jesus. And when he said, he said, oh, Father, if you were there, my brother wouldn't have died. But he was waiting on the Father. And when he got to the tomb, what did he first do? He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me. Is somebody in the house this morning going to say, Father, I thank you because you hear me. I thank you because even in situation, because you are for me, I will have victory. And that will be our testimony in the name of Jesus. And that man who was dead came back to life. Until you learn stillness, you will remain a prey and not a predator. When, I used to, when they used to show, I think it was National Geo World or something, where they show animals and all that about nature. You would see animals who are predators. You see tigers, the way they wait on the prey they want to pounce on. They would just wait in stillness, in quietness. And then suddenly, like in a microsecond, you see them already bouncing on the prey. So until you are still, you will become a prey and not a prey. And that will not be a testimony in the name of Jesus. One of the stories again in the Bible of David and Goliath. King Saul had everything. He was a king. He had a military with him. He commanded everything. But what did he do? Rather than being still before God, he filled himself with the knowledge of the enemy. So he knew what the enemy was, up, was all about without knowing what God was up to. But the little boy David, who has learned to wait, who has learned to be still, knew what God was up to. And that's why till today we hear about King David who defeated Goliath. Praise the Lord. Is it Elijah? Elijah went up against the prophets of Baal. All of them gathered, yes, you will do this today. We'll show you that our God is more powerful than your God. Elijah had learned to trust. And Elijah, one man, went up against him, against them. What is standing before you today? Let me tell you what Jesus did. If God be for us, he justified us. He set us free. He says, can anybody bring a charge against the elect of God? The answer is no. Because we are all justified through God, by truth of Calvary. He sent Jesus to die for us. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, by which we have access into the throne room of God. We have been justified. So when we fight, we fight from a winning angle. When we fight, we don't fight like losers because the king of glory has already gone before us and has given us the gift of victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 to 58 tells us that victory is a gift that has been given to us by Christ Jesus. So we have the gift of victory. But the question this morning is, have you yet received that gift? Are you aware of the gift that has been given to you? 
Are you aware, but you don't want to pay attention to it? He says, I stand at the door and I knock because I have given you this gift. Is a gift, it's a total package. The justification we have received is a total package through Christ Jesus. So, whether it's a physical battle, whether it's a health battle, whether it's a spiritual battle, we have a God that has won all. Praise the Lord! He's the head of principalities and powers. So, we should fear no one, we should fear nothing because He made public shame of them 2,000 years ago. And because you have His DNA, which is the Spirit of God in you, you already have victory. But are you aware of the gift that God has given you this morning? Are you aware of the victory that you possess? Or do you fight like a loser? I charge you this morning by the name of Jesus to remind you of what God has done for you. To you that for the fact that you are alive today means that you're not a loser. If God be for you, if God be for me, what can be against us? Is this sickness? The Bible tells us that he's been given a name that is higher than every other name. So that sickness has a name and it bows under the name of Jesus. Is it a physical war? We have read in the Bible how he used the noise to destroy armies. He raised hailstones and armies were destroyed. What can God not do for you? He can command all the creations of his hands to fight for you because you are the apple of his eyes. But first you must learn to trust. First you must learn to rely on him. First you must learn to obey him because he is God all by himself. And what he wants is for you you and I, to daily dwell in love with him. That's what he desires from you this morning. Victory is a gift that God has given to us. It is a gift that he has given to us. While it's a gift as well, it is also a choice that you must make. It is also a choice that you must make. That day, Joshua stood before the children, before the people, and he said to them, Today, therefore, I command you, I choose you, I beseech you, so choose you therefore whom you will serve. Joshua 24, 15. It's a choice. And I'm beckoning on you this morning to choose your way this morning. If God be for you, do not let it on God wait this morning. Are you ready to be still? Enjoy the total package that God has given to us on the cross of Calvary. Remember he's standing and he's knocking this morning. He's knocking this morning. He's waiting for you to make that choice. Let's bow our heads. He's waiting for you to make that choice this morning. Do you still want to remain where you are? Or are you willing to let go and let God this morning? He's standing and he's knocking. You are making that decision this morning. I'd like you to see your hands raised up before we pray. Very quickly, you are tired of fighting on your own, striving by yourself, depending on your knowledge, depending on your self-righteousness, depending on your strength, your wisdom. My brother, my sister, it will take you nowhere. Until you come to the serving knowledge of Jesus, all you do is fight your own battles. Fight like a loser. But when you come to Jesus, that battle is already won. That victory is already assured. And I'd like you to make the right choice this morning. If you're making that choice this morning, I'd like to see you raise your hands. If you're raising your hands, please stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. God is in the house this morning. And he's saying, I want to take over from that point. I don't want you to strive. I don't want you to do it all by yourself. You're making that choice this morning. I'd like you to see you raise your hands. If you're raising your hands, please stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. And if you're not standing, can I ask all of us to stand? Let us pray this morning. We're just going to take two prayers. Just two prayers this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. We're in church this morning. Praise Master Jesus. I'd like us to start to pray to thank God for the justification we have received through Christ Jesus. Say, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the justification I have received through Christ Jesus. 
I thank you for the freedom I've received through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I owe the debt, but you paid the price. And by paying the price, Lord, you set me free. I do not take it for granted. Lord, I am grateful in the name of Jesus. As you're praying, say, Father, teach me to be still before you. Teach me to be totally reliant on you. Teach me, oh God, to be dependent on you, that my victory may be complete. Daddy, teach me, Father, help me, Lord, to be still before you all the days of my life. Teach me to wait. Teach me to wait, oh God. Help me to wait, my Father, in the name of Jesus. As I wait, Lord, help me to silence every voice, every distraction. Daddy, every noise around me, daddy, let them be silent, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, teach me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, even as you teach us this morning, Father, I ask, oh God, my Father, that you help us. Daddy, let every spirit of fear in us this morning, oh God, let them die by fire in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, every spirit of fire, every spirit of fear in my life around me, let them die today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And as they die, Father, deliver me. Lord, deliver me from everything that is against me. Daddy, anything fighting against me this morning, Daddy, by the power of your name, Jehovah, deliver me by fire in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to your name, O God. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And so, and our Father and our God, we give you praise, mighty Jehovah. We exalt your holy name. We say thank you for your word that has gone forth. We pray, O God, that this word will find expression in our lives, all the days of our lives, O God. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed.